Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Lava Lava. I am Johnny, and I am here with Michael, Ati, Spence, and, of course, Tiafala, the man. And so we're here again. We're going to be talking about interracial relationships. And disclaimer, we are a bunch of guys just giving that, throwing out our opinions. We're a bunch of, we, we emulate the, the title of Fiapoko, as in we don't know what we're talking about it, but we're going to talk about it anyways. And also you should follow, like, subscribe. We're all, we're, we're, we're on uh, YouTube, Instagram, or basically on all social media platforms, Facebook and TikTok and such. So when it comes to interracial relationships, me specifically, I am, I'm going to be speaking on, I'm, I'm half Samoan, half Tongan, but I'm going to be speaking on my Tongan side because when it comes to being interracial relationships, I am married to a proud Samoan woman. And so there's differing opinions. But we're going to be mainly focused on the outside opinion because a lot of us are familiar with the culture and a lot of us have known people in certain situations. So take it with a grain of salt. We're not. A lot of it is personal experience and a lot of it's not personal experience. I know we're going to talk about like what are the common misconceptions or what are the common stereotypes involved with interracial relationships when it comes to Samoans. Well, for me, I, I know that growing up in Samoa, and I grew up in American Samoa, there was always this misconception with a lot of our Samoan women uh, being in relationships with African-American or black men. And there was always this stereotype involving the older generation where it was it was frowned upon. They all, a lot of us preferred to marry within the culture, marry within the people. And I believe it's unfair because in my opinion is you you will be attracted and you love what you love not all of us can love origami not all of us can love playing the piano not all of us can love sushi but you love what you love and you love who you love so it was like you always hear those old ladies you always hear the 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 the, the rumor mill run around like oh, i can believe she's dating this and for men it was the opposite you know a lot of uh the gripes and complaints was when, when men, a lot of someone men were married to Caucasian or white women. And so I believe it was always unfair just because a, sex, a successful relationship can fail with anyone. Outside culture, inside culture, it can fail. Sometimes it, it works out, sometimes it works, it doesn't. And sometimes those stereotypical relationships can last forever. You never know because, and to put a, a a stamp or a staple on on one specific thing and blanket the entire generation or the entire genre of it was is always been unfair you know there's always situations where it's it's not common it's it's, it's just not going to be cut and dry it's not going to be the, the, the common outcome and so i believe that just because my grandma might wanted me to marry a tongan um i married someone and we've been married for 13 years going on 13 years. And so I, I like to say we're, we're, we're successful. We made it. We only tried to divorce like four or five times, but some people that number's higher. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys have any opinions? Do you guys have any experiences with it? Whether it was you personally or, or someone you knew close, someone in your circle? Tati? I think one of the other, other uh, stereotypes was the older folks. I, I remember growing up and I, I would use, um, just hear my grandma, she always say, you know, to my female cousins, you guys grow up, don't marry a Samoan, marry a rich white man. So that, those, those were just a stereotype, you know, because growing up in Samoa, you know, a lot of the families, our families are, are poor, you know, we live in that poverty line. And just the concept of the white man coming to Samoa with all this stuff, bringing uh, money and riches, and they're just well off. So the concept 
growing up was, hey, marry a rich white man so that way we could have good stuff for our family. And it, it wasn't always that that case. So, you know, that, that was one of the stereotypes. You know, in, in other instances, it was because it was just to get away from the culture. A lot of our culture in Samoa, follow the love is a big thing. And and that's that's what was the key key word was because, you know, a lot of these follow lovers, there's a lot of stuff involved nowadays is monetary. To me, it's kind of like it was putting down us Samoan men. Hey, we, we, we can't really provide for our families in that sense. Why are you pointing towards the, you know, the white man for that matter? Just to, to marry them, you know, I like for me, looking at in, in that concept. So, you know, growing up, it was just one of those things where I, I think it was the older generation that, that had that concept. I don't know so much about the generation now, our parents, for that matter. But I know growing up, uh, that was one of the big things. The other big thing, I know one of my uh, my cousins, we all we always talk about this this concept of, you know, you brought it up. Someone, women, you know, they marry the black, black African or black guys. And... Majority of my cousins point out the fact that, hey, majority of the relationship end, end up in divorce for that matter. And it, it could be many things. And this is this is just in the lines of within my family. So in that sense, because I I know tons of my cousins, they're married to black men. Some of them are successful. They have successful marriages. But for my other cousins, I wouldn't say majority of them. I know they're going through a divorce with the, the black men. I don't, in my, I don't really want to talk about it in that sense you know but i mean it's just i think it's it's a cultural aspect of things it could, it could it's an accumulation of many things in any relationship for that matter but i think majority of it has to do with our culture as Samoa, Samoans for that matter because one of my girl cousins it, it was a financial thing with her significant other you know i.e the how they were going to, the parents are always asking for the money. You know, it's just a culture thing. And it's really, I know, I know it's from somebody marrying into our culture. They don't really understand, understand a concept of follow the lobby. And so when we try to, I don't know, when they try to educate their partner, hey, this is X amount of money expected from my parents, i.e. the Matai, to put in for funeral, weddings, all that stuff. And I, I guess that puts a, uh, a sort of burden on their relationship and i.e. they end up divorcing. Maybe that's the thing. And, you know, that's that's one of my things is just it's really for an interracial relationship with us Samoan and, you know, outsiders. It's, it's kind of hard because of our culture. You know, when I see when I was talking, that question popped in my mind that people keep asking. And the question is, would it, it be easier to just date your own race? The whole intention behind this question is pure, but it always comes off as racist. To a whole group of people, especially for the older generation, it's mind boggling to them what interracial relationships is. And I like to think of it as going into a, a ice cream shop relationships. You go into a, your favorite ice cream store and you see a whole list of flavors and you decide, do I want banana? Do I want vanilla? Chocolate? Cookies and cream, right? And then now you have to pick whether you want a cone or a cup, or you want dairy or non-dairy, and if you want it in milk milkshake style, right? <laughs> so to me, it, it doesn't matter to, to me who you're dating because we, we keep going to this quote we love who we love some people love chocolate and vanilla some people like banana and strawberry 
right and you can even mix those together because they have a machine that mixes those i want to speak from my perspective on what i saw with my mother and my father my my father is chinese and my my mother is Samoan. and one day they met at the airport and soon they were together with kids happily ever after the end what i have seen from observing my my mom and my dad there was a stigma that surrounded them especially us kids in the village we were known as uh we were the chinese kids of the village we weren't known as the Samoan kids all they saw was chinese kids and along with that label that came with the prejudice i if there was racism i didn't notice but it was more leaning towards prejudice what someone saw chinese at that time so being children of a chinese man married to a Samoan woman it, it, it had that effect on our mental it had that psychological effect on us we weren't seen as part of the group we were just mingling with the group but not it's like you have your ice cream but then you have your m m sprinkles we weren't part of the ice cream we're just on top of it that's that's how i want to put you know make that analogy so yeah it there was always that judgment that we always felt as kids there was there's one thing that i i want to bring up a lot of people don't know about me it's it's one of the problems why i grew up one of the reasons why i grew up not speaking as much and why my communication skills suck ever since i was young i would speak as minimal as as possible mainly because i was scared of people growing up i was scared of people especially grown-ups mainly because of things that were said to me and it was it was due to me being chinese and not being part of the group i would say uh, it was a development issue for me growing up being afraid of grown-ups being afraid of speaking to people and that's one of the reasons why uh my communication skills suck to this day is because i never as a kid i never talked as much as i should but it's also the sole reason why we have this podcast is because you wanted to have that avenue and now we're here so yeah now 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 i'm a grown-up i'll say whatever i want to say because i don't care what people think <laughs> no. Go ahead, well, I, mean, I think what you you just touched on is important because when you hear people talk about weighing whether or not it'd be easier to just keep it in your own race they could be referring to experiences like the ones that you went through as a child because if you get together it's not just talking about is it easier for the mom and the dad, but the children they'll bring into the world? It's like people weigh whether or not they are they want to bring in children who face those challenges of prejudice and basically being caught between two different worlds. But I think given everything that you experience overall, you're happy that you have the parents you do. And it's one of those things that I'm sure you're grateful for them, even if it was hard on you or hard on them that they were willing to to take that chance because they loved each other and they love the children they brought out and it goes into you love what you love and love endures everything or at least it's supposed to and so i myself am a byproduct of that my mother came from alisa 
right? My dad is from Salt Lake City. And so I have to be grateful for that idea that people are willing to love who they love and embrace that no matter the challenges because that's the whole reason for my existence. And I'm grateful for that, grateful for my parents. And we're touching on things where we've had conversations in the past about the challenges of being biracial people in the world. But I think the challenges of being biracial and having mixed couples is probably a fairly modern one because especially in the United States of America, which I always bring it back to the US, but it's a, it really is a melting pot. Like this is not, this is something that's pretty unique. Even today, there are not many countries that have this many races intermixed. Most countries are still very homogenous and yes, there is some mixing, but I am pressed to think of one that has as much diversity as the United States. And so us going through these experiences is something that hasn't happened as much to this degree in previous generations and we're trying to sort it out and get figured out as we go and i can look at the past and see the our our ancestors take on things it's usually the older generation that's saying hey keep it in the keep it in the race keep it with your your own people i can kind of see why because in the past we didn't the world wasn't as open to everybody you had strength and security with your family with your people and it was a big scary world and it kind of was you against everybody or us against everybody and they wanted their children going out into the world to be safe and so maybe for the sake of security encourage them to marry within their own race but things are changing this is a we're a part of the global family now as we go out we're going to meet different people and in new places and experience different things and it's not all about the preservation of the culture, which that's another aspect I'm sure was relevant is that as we start branching out into this world, I'm sure our ancestors wanted us to not lose ourselves and lose our culture because as we intermix, at what point is your Samoan culture still your culture? And so I think out of respect for the ancestors, out of respect for our progenitors, as I go forward, I still have it in me to I'm of that mind. I will love who I love, but I still want to honor my ancestors in that sense that I will try my best to preserve the culture, to remember them, what life was like for them, and the customs they wanted to pass on to me and try to make it the best of both worlds and honor them. But also now I have another half of my family that I also have to honor. That's the other thing is going forward. I am half white and when I was younger, I would maybe try to, I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I'm someone. And then I whisper, and I'm also half white. But you know, like I, like, like I wasn't as proud of that side, but as I got older, I'm like, why would I do that? Because I'm very fortunate that I have a father. Like there are unfortunate children that didn't grow up with a father. I'm very lucky to have a father and the father that I have. And I'm like, why would I not want to, why would I want to seem ungrateful for him and for what, everything he's done for me by not wanting to claim his side, you know? point is is that i am of two different worlds two different races races and cultures i'm proud of both of them and i will honor my my family on both sides yeah yeah it's a sad thing having to grow up grow up and uh suppress one race but now as an adult i'm pretty proud of both my races and i hope to pass it down to my kids that's one of the reasons why they're learning chinese thanks president spence i turn time over to you get your opinion on this well first off like when i heard we were discussing this i was like we always oh, still call those things interracial 
we still use that term because uh, you know it's just a relationship to me but so my wife is white she's super white with green eyes but you can tell you couldn't tell that she was a part Samoan her grandmother is Samoan and then I'm part Chinese my great-grandfather was Chinese and my wife and the type of environment she was raised in pretty much people would associate her just being white and then me even though both my parents are from American Samoa not American Western Samoa you would you wouldn't know that because I'm so Americanized and Americanized and unaware culturally of customs and traditions you know amongst big crowds even though I was raised later in the around a Samoan church and community but you I guess you what the Samoans would say if you're Palangi and <laughs> uh, I guess you wouldn't really call us an interracial couple because we both pretty much act white <laughs> we're gonna put it in those terms but I, I've never really had any thought about mixing of our two worlds there there's the comfort in marrying within your own races many of you have talked about or you, you can understand each other's perspective there's that there's not that lack of communication and confusion like with a lot of cultures that marry whether it's a black man or woman trying to understand how they're dealing with whatever issues and problems that black community still faces today there's a comfort in that but as far as being married to someone who's of a lighter complexion and then seeing the confused looks when people meet her and then they meet me <laughs> and they're like how how do you two how do you two mix <laughs> but oh yeah i don't you know been raised so far outside our culture that we just operate on a, being good human beings on that type of level i may not be aware of a lot of things that I should whenever we're in a big type of formal gathering amongst amongst our peoples but I, I like to think I inherited a lot of attributes that that make Samoans great in our eyes and in the eyes of the world whenever they think of Polynesians so I had like every time I hear the word interracial I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> like, where are we going with this it's it's about as much as I have to say on that. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I, I like that when you said uh, we're still calling it that. Because essentially it is. It's a relationship. Whether it's between two of the same party or two of the opposite party or or, or anything of that. And we always, you know, we're, we're still kept saying that you, know, you love who you love. But you shouldn't be, you should just be regulated to what you like. What you're into. What you prefer. And your preferences should only matter to you. Why should the world care that a black man married a white woman or a Chinese man married a, a Arabian? It is like, for me, for example, growing up, I knew I wanted to marry a Samoan woman. And so I was mostly attracted to Samoan women. And surprise, surprise, I married a Samoan woman. I knew what I wanted, went after what I wanted, and I succeeded just because uh, I, I mean, we, I know we got brought this topic because of the, the stereotypes revolving, involving uh, the Samoan people and how it was viewed at certain times. And then I know I like to believe that now we live in a, 
a more comprehensive society as far as the Samoan community is concerned. And even then, like, as far as the stereotype with women, Samoan women getting with black men because, and it was always frowned upon because black women, black men were up to no good. They're, they're, they're just going to bring this type of negative stigma to the family. And then they wanted you to marry white because it was rich. Not all white people are rich. Not all Samoans are poor. Not all black people are, 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 are bad. Not all black people are poor. It doesn't, just because all, it's a numbers game, and I've always seen it as a numbers game, our community is so small compared to the rest of the United States as far as the African-American and the white community, Caucasian community. You know, when it comes to a numbers game, because there's a large amount of, 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 of like Americans that are poverty, poverty line. And there's a large amount of Americans that are successful. And then us as a community in the Samoan community, we have our, a few of our one percenters as well that are doing their well off, their multimillionaires, such and so on. So just because you're, you know, and that's just the definition, the textbook definition of racism. Hating somebody on, or disliking someone purely on the color of their skin. Just purely. It's just, it's a base instinct on the mere fact of their skin. And that's just not right. It's just not fair and shouldn't even be done today. And so you pursue what you like. If you didn't, with President was talking about his analogy with ice cream. Why should you have to eat the chocolate covered banana if you don't want it? You know, get the vanilla instead. Yes, on purpose. <laughs> Now, like, and you're going to get the polyamorous people on this. You're like, hey, get Neapolitan, get it all. Ah, you get all of them, and then you got the rainbow flavored birthday cake and moose tracks or whatnot. There's some I, I don't even like ice cream. I'm not lactose intolerant. I just don't like chocolate, but I, I don't have a taste for it. Well, if you don't like ice cream, you can put it in Starbucks. They have different flavors. Oh, I won't waste money on Starbucks. Mm -mm, don't even try. No, nope, no, nope, no Starbucks. I'm a black coffee drinker. He's on that black rifle kick, probably. I, I, I do. They make really good black coffee. It goes good with cigars. But I, I don't think we need to go any further than this, as far as this topic is concerned, because we all lean towards the notion, you love who you love. We don't need to say it any flowery, any any more than that. Yeah, you know, it's funny you brought that up, numbers game, because I always go with this sense, man, I'm the minority of the minority. We're such a small pool that... Bro, we, we, we start having some more babies, man. We need to start having... It doesn't, doesn't really matter who uh, who you make babies with. At the end of the day, you love who you love. Like you said, we all agree on that. If you love uh, that chocolate, if you love that vanilla, you know, in between, hey, go for it. I, I think in our culture specifically, I think it's the, uh, the older generation. You know, like Spence brought it up. I think it was, uh, it was a bubble back in the day where it was... Uh, a status type thing in our culture where another family uh, are, you know, they're, they're rich because they, they have another, you know, another, another uh, I would say race married into their family. And then the other families kind of want to copycat towards that, you know, and it kind of trickles down. And I think today we're such a melting pot, you know, that uh, doesn't, doesn't really matter, you know, for our generation for that much. But it's, uh, it's very interesting because it's just our culture. I think, I feel that our our culture, if we marry towards a specifically other another race, I think our culture is very overpowering, considering just the word thought of it, for that matter. It doesn't really matter, you know, the relationship, that word right there, it's really hard to try to bring up in, in another relationship. You know, um, 
I'm married to another Samoan. I, I really can't speak on behalf of every other relationship, but I think in general for me, I feel that our, you know, our culture is very empowering, especially to other races, because nowadays a lot of the things that we're known for are our physical attributes and sports and mainly all those, those other things. And, but they don't really know the word follow lobby when it kicks in, unless you, uh, you're married to a Samoan. But like I said, we're the minorities of minorities. Let's get it. Let's get some babies. And and we have to keep in mind that love is its own language. It's known as the language of love. Oh. And, and we don't need to uh, speak fluent yeah. in your own mother tongue or in English to be able to communicate with your problems. There are other ways to communicate and eventually you would get to to that level where you're able to be able to get your point across and learn each other's culture and language to the point that you're able to disagree and agree on things mutually in a in a healthy or unhealthy relationship so you don't need to speak the same language to love each other it does help when your wife's asking you though so communication is key in everything big c no they, they well, women just point to stuff, so you don't need to talk. <laughs> well, my name is Johnny. This is our episode. This is Behind the Lava Lava. Please like, follow, and subscribe. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and every other social media platform you can think of. Only fans on the way, maybe on the hub. Thank you. We'll catch you in the next episode.